Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 14 of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. Thanks for joining me today. I'm actually, uh, I'm really excited about our our episode today because this is a topic that I'm uh, really passionate about, something we implement in our practice here with clients for their uh, retirement income planning. So that is the topic of dynamic withdrawal strategies. So we're focusing last couple episodes and probably one more after this, just on different retirement income strategies, specifically withdrawal strategies. And on the last episode, we talked about the more traditional approaches or strategies. So from you know, basically just doing retirement projections to incorporating safe withdrawal rules, such as the 4% rule. And today, dynamic withdrawal strategies, we're going to be talking about our ratcheting strategy, our guardrail strategy, which is our preference. We'll talk about inflation adjustments. So these are all different things that really make up a plan. So these are rules you can establish early on in retirement. So you know when to course correct, when to make adjustments when things aren't going the way we'd expect. And the great thing about the dynamic withdrawal strategies is that it allows you to take out more money, a higher initial withdrawal rate. So money you're taking out of your investments, we can start with a higher amount assuming you're willing to follow the rules and make adjustments if needed into the future. And that means, again, spending more money while you're, especially while you're younger, healthier, able to travel, play sports or do whatever you want to do early on in retirement, as opposed to being ultra conservative and just hoping, you know, everything works out. And then often what we see in that strategy is there's a whole bunch of money left over at the end that you never ever spent because you were, you know, worried or clients were worried about running out of money too early on. So this kind of tackles and helps balance out spending as much as possible in retirement without, you know, risking running out of money too early. When we look at, you know, the safe withdrawal strategy or the, you know, just running at a, a projection or Monte Carlo analysis based on, on your scenario, coming up with a number that you can take for withdrawals out of your portfolio in year one, and then adjusting it for inflation moving forward. It's kind of a set it and forget it strategy, which is okay if we don't see any scenarios we hadn't seen in the past or that we didn't take into account. But, you know, again, it's, it's really not a plan. There's no plan for how do you adjust if something we weren't expecting happens, right? So, you know, if you're working with an advisor to implement this, you know, it's good. You have somebody to stop you from making any drastic moves if if things aren't going well, you know, if everything is still within the plan, there's a, a, you know, a partner to to, to, uh, bounce ideas off of, or just give you peace of mind and help with the other planning items. But at the end of the day, you know, if we're going through a period, like say 2008, the financial crisis, calling in to talk to the advisor, set this up for you and asking, should we be doing something? You know, the answer probably just never changes from, nope, this is, uh, you know, we don't need to make changes. No, we don't need to make changes. Nope, we don't need to make changes. That's that's going to be the outcome. And 
again, that's because that safe withdrawal rate ideally was conservative enough that no matter what happens, you don't have to worry about running out of money. But again, that's just really assuming that we're not seeing scenarios that we haven't seen in the past or the, the computer simulation, the Monte Carlo analysis isn't set up to, to take into account. So with these dynamic strategies, again, it's, it's the opposite of that. It is a plan. It can be written down uh, ahead of time so we can take emotions right off the table. And it's basically saying, you know, if your portfolio drops below a certain amount, this is when we need to reduce your spending. Or if things are going really well, this is when you can take actually more money than we had planned. Or this is the scenario if your portfolio has done this, you know, we can't adjust your spending with inflation this year. So that's what dynamic spending from a high level dynamic spending strategies are. So to dig in a little bit deeper on these, we're going to start with the ratcheting strategy. So again, a couple episodes ago, I did go a kind of a high level on the ratcheting strategy. And this one really is kind of a combination or somewhere, finds itself somewhere between the dynamic spending strategies and the safe withdrawal strategies. And so, you know, really what I mean is that you're still starting with something that's going to resemble a safe withdrawal number. So, you know, maybe you start with the 4% rule, maybe you go even more conservative and really, this strategy is for someone who just never wants to have to adjust their spending down. So they're happy to spend a little bit more if they know it's safe to do so, but they don't ever want to be in a scenario where they have to actually adjust their spending backwards. And so you start with that uh, safe initial withdrawal rate, and you can ratchet the spending up when you hit certain thresholds. And so basically, you know, every three years, you take a look at your portfolio. And if your portfolio is has a value that's 50% higher than where you started. So, you know, if you start with a million dollar portfolio when you retired, you're taking out your 4% or your 3% or whatever it is, initial amount each year, adjusting it up with inflation. But your portfolio, even though you're taking money out, has grown to one and a half million dollars. So 50% higher than where it started. We know there's enough buffer there that you can increase your spending by, say, 10%. And if you, uh, you know, re revisit again in three years, and if you're still 50% higher than where you started, you can make that adjustment upwards again. So again, this strategy isn't really about, you know, when do we have to take less? Because the idea is if you're using the ratcheting strategy, you started out so conservative that you're not going to have to adjust spending downwards, but you'll know when you, there's a, a buffer there large enough to make you feel comfortable enough that you can increase your spending and not have to worry about running out of money. So some of the downsides of this is, you know, are similar to the safe withdrawal rates and that you're potentially leaving spending, you know, buried away that in those early retirement years where you could have been doing more things that if you wanted to spend more that you're just not doing because you're, you know, you're taking that ultra conservative approach. But again, you know, maybe you don't need to spend more than that and you're comfortable with other income that you have. Your portfolio is large enough that three or 4% is, is giving you the income to do all the things you want. And you want to make sure that there is money left over for your kids or for charity or whatever you want that legacy to look like. And this is a good strategy for that, again, but also allowing you to, to feel comfortable to take more money out when you reach those, uh, those milestones for the ratcheting. For what we like to use, and this is probably the most common type of dynamic spending strategy, is, is the uh, a guardrails approach. So, you know, there's a few different ways to do the guardrails. The most popular is probably the Guyton Klinger approach, which is what we apply with uh, you know the majority of our clients in, in our practice. 
And so what that looks like is, you know, from a very high level, it is starting with a, an initial withdrawal rate that's going to be higher than the, the safe withdrawal rate of like the 4% rule or the, the 3%, you know, whatever it is you may have otherwise gone with. And the reason we start with that higher initial withdrawal rate is because we're going to have a plan in place. And this is where the guardrails come in. So if our portfolio withdrawals start to become too large of a percentage of our portfolio, because, you know, whether it's, you know, through inflation, uh, those withdrawals have been increasing rapidly, or if it's because the portfolio is down, whatever it is, we have a guardrail in place. So this is like an upper I should say a lower threshold so that we know if we hit that threshold, we need to make some adjustments to spending, right? So we're going to tighten our belt, so to speak, and rein in uh, our withdrawals a little bit to take into account the fact that our portfolio has gone down. Now, the flip side of that is, you know, we have an upper guardrail as well. So, you know, if the portfolio is growing quicker than you're taking money out of your portfolio, there's a threshold where we know that it's safe to then increase the amount that you're going to take on an annual basis and spend a little bit more. So because we have those thresholds in place at upper and lower guardrail, we're able to start with a higher initial withdrawal rate. And this works really well with what we see most retirees wanting to do is they want to spend more money early on in retirement. You know, they don't want to wait and see how the markets do in their first 10 years of retirement to find out if they can travel more, right? They want to do that traveling. So, you know, this probably rings true to you. You know, you want to do more traveling, you want to spend more money while you're still healthy, while you're able to. And then later on, what we see with retirement spending generally is that it doesn't keep up with, with inflation. So as the cost of living goes up for most retirees, we don't see that you're going to continue to increase the amount of income you need equal to the amount that inflation is increasing each year. Because as you get older, you're probably going to stay home a little bit more. You're not going to travel as much. You know, if you were doing active type recreational activities, those, you know, you're probably going to be doing less of that over time. So it's okay if we need to adjust your income back a little bit in those later years. So in the, the first episode around retirement withdrawal strategies, I gave the analogy of uh, the guardrails on the, on the road or the highway. And so just kind of go quickly, go back to that. So if you're trying to envision this, basically what you, what we're thinking about is as long as your car, your car being your withdrawals, as long as that is on the highway, you're in good shape. You're not going to run out of money. And so we're the, you know, for the car driving down the road, you know, if I fall asleep at the wheel, for example, or I have to swerve around something, you know, if I hit the, the guardrails, the guardrails are going to keep me on the road and out of the ditch. And, you know, whichever way I swerve, I'm going to hit those guardrails and I'm going to stay on the road. And as long as I do that, you know, I'm going to be okay, hopefully, and, and, not, and not run out of money, so to speak. So, again, same, same idea. When we look at the amount you're taking out of your portfolio, as long as that amount is between the guardrails, you know that you're not going to run out of money. And having those guardrails in place are going to allow us to know when to make adjustments to your spending or your withdrawals so that you stay within the guardrails so that you don't run out of money. And so the way that the Guyton Klinger guardrails work is it's basically is a if the percentage that you're taking out of your portfolio increases by too much, you make that adjustment downwards in, in withdrawals. And if it decreases to a certain amount, you can increase the amount you're taking out of the portfolio. So I know that all sounds pretty confusing, but you know, typically, and this is going to depend a little bit on the, the comfort level of the client for their portfolio, but if you're in our, our typical range for how we like to set up the portfolio, 
we're more than likely going to start with a, a 5% withdrawal rate. So, you know, if you have a million dollars in your portfolio, you're going to start by taking $50,000 out for income. Now, if through increases to that 50%, $50,000 because we're keeping it up with inflation, or if it's because the portfolio has gone down in value from combination of you taking money out of the portfolio and the market pushing the portfolio down. And all of a sudden that 5% number we started with is now exceeding 6%. That's where our guardrail would kick in, right? So again, I know I'm talking to percentages, which isn't ideal because our brains don't really think that way, but simple math would be if it somehow worked out that our uh, initial 50,000 from a million dollar portfolio was up to $60,000 and, and our portfolio had, you know, stayed at a million dollars, but our spending had gone from 50 to 60 through inflation adjustments, then all of a sudden now we're at that lower guardrail. So the amount where we know that we would need to lower your withdrawals if that goes any higher. So 60,000 from a million dollar portfolio, that's 6%. All right, so that's where the percentage comes in. Now, the flip side of that is if we got to a point where you were taking out less than 4% of your portfolio value, well, all of a sudden, that's such a, a small amount that you're taking out of your portfolio relative to where we started that we could comfortably bump up the amount that you're taking out of your portfolio so that you could spend a little bit more money. All right, and again, this is all going to be affected by how's your portfolio performing? So what's the market doing for you, up or down? And also what's inflation doing? So have you been increasing the amount you're taking out of your portfolio each year by inflation? And, and where is that bringing you as a percentage to the amount of money you're taking out of your portfolio each year relative to that portfolio value? So those adjustments would typically be a 10% adjustment, right? So if you, if you hit the the lower guardrail, and we need to rein in your spending. So we need to tighten your belt a little bit. We would reduce the withdrawals by 10%. And the flip side is, you know, if things are going really well and you hit the upper guardrail as your portfolio is growing above and beyond what you're taking out of the portfolio, then uh, we could increase the amount you're withdrawing by 10%. So those would be the, you know, the typical way we would do it. So again, why, why is this a, a strategy that most of our, our clients like is because, you know, instead of that safe 4% initial withdrawal, we're taking out an extra 25% off the, off the start and in income by going up to 5%. So again, from a, it sounds like a 1% increase, right? Going from 4% of your portfolio withdrawing to 5%, but that's actually a 25% increase in annual income. So it's a pretty substantial difference being able to make that adjustment. And again, it's because we have these rules in place as to when we will adjust spending downwards or upwards based on markets and, and inflation. The other reason clients really like it is because, you know, it's a transparent rule-based plan to follow in good times and bad. So unlike that initial projection, safe withdrawal rate, where we don't really make any adjustments ever, and we just hope things are, are going to work out the way we had drawn it up, you know, this is a, a concrete plan that clients can see on paper. We have a visual to show it. So it's a little bit easier than talking in these percentages that I've been talking in today. So it's a visual and we can see, okay, when the portfolio value is over this, you can take more when it's under this, we need to, to rein it in. If clients call in because markets are down and say, Joe, should we be making any adjustments? Are we going to be okay? You know, we just go back to our, our guardrails plan and say, yeah, look, 
you know what, things are still okay. I know markets are down, but you're going to be okay. We don't need to make any adjustments. Keep doing what you're doing. You're in that safe zone or you know what? Yeah, you're, you're at, or you're approaching the, the lower guardrails. So, it, you know, it's time to, to start talking about when we might make this adjustment. Right. So, so clients really like that. They know how much they can spend when they need to adjust. So a different way to apply these guardrails, and this is fairly new. I think, I think it's only been around for a couple of years. The idea of this, uh, I saw an article by Derek Tharp, and I'll put a, a link to that in the show notes. It talks about these uh, probability of success guardrails. So I talked before in the last episode specifically about Monte Carlo analysis and how it gives you a probability of success. So you know, run all your numbers, and you know, there's an eighty percent chance you'll be successful. And so that's kind of tough to interpret. Well, you know, what's is eighty percent okay? Does that mean twenty percent chance I'm going to fail? And so, you know, for you, if you're thinking about that, you know, that might be a bit of a, a stressful <laughs> situation trying to decide if you're okay with 80% success, because you also might be feeling like 20% chance that you run out of money is, uh, is not ideal. And, and typically that doesn't mean there's a 20% chance you're going to run out of money, but it means there's a 20% chance you need to make an adjustment, right? So just like the guardrails we were talking about, that's one way to know when to make those adjustments. So the way that we could use Monte Carlo analysis with this uh, probability of success guardrails is getting to a point that we want to target for probabilities of success. And so that's something that you would determine between, well, I mean, if you're doing it, just a number you're comfortable with, or, you know, if you have an advisor who's, who's using a strategy, uh, you know, maybe they have a recommended target. So let's just say that that target is 95%. So we're targeting a 95% chance of success without adjustment. And from there, though, we're able to put guardrails in place where we would make an adjustment to withdrawals if that probability of success hit an upper guardrail or a lower guardrail. And so instead of having, you know, percentages of the amount coming into your portfolio, which is more specific as far as the dollar amounts in your portfolio, the amount you're taking out of the portfolio that we talked about with the the Guyton-Klinger guardrails, this is really just reevaluating each year, has your probability of success changed since the last time we updated your plan? And so if we started off and you were at that 95% chance of success, but we had an upper guardrail of 99% chance of success, and you went over that 99% chance of success. So what that means is now that basically you have a hundred percent chance of success if you keep doing what you're doing based on the Monte Carlo analysis. So going over that guardrail of 99% would be the, the, the time where, you know, you can take out more money because there's a buffer there that is, is going to give you confidence that you can take out more money than initially planned because that success rate is well above that initial target of of 95%. But it gives an actual, again, a rule a more of a rule-based scenario. Now, the flip side of that is you might have a lower guardrail of say an 80% chance of success. So you start at 95 and, you know, markets are down, you're taking money out and say you rerun the, the Monte Carlo analysis with the, all, all of your different assumptions and, and your situation. And then, you know, it still says you're at an 85% chance of success. So in that scenario, you wouldn't need to make any adjustments. You just keep doing what you're doing as initially planned, because while it has decreased from the 95% target, you're still above that 80% lower guardrail. Now, taking that a bit further, if we have a, an extreme scenario where 
maybe you had to take out extra money you weren't planning on, or markets are not doing really well, or inflation is really high, whatever it is. And we, we update the plan, and all of a sudden, your probability of success for not running out of money is uh, below 80%, you know, say it's 75%. Well, in that scenario, that's when you would lower, so you'd make an adjustment to lower the amount of the withdrawals you're taking out of your portfolio. And that's how we'd implement the guardrails for probability-based Monte Carlo analysis. So that's definitely, uh, you know, it's not something we've applied. Again, like I say, it's not something I've been aware of for very long. It's a, I think it's a newer concept, but I think it is definitely a really good use of the Monte Carlo analysis. Again, it's giving some specific guidelines to help you make adjustments, know when it's time to course correct, know when you can take more money out as opposed to just, you know, based on your situation, here's your probability of success. So we should be good in 80% of scenarios or, or whatever that is the starting point is. So that's new. I do think it is, uh, you know, worth some more thought and uh, something we'll probably play around with in here a little bit to see how that maybe applies to our clients. So moving on from guardrails, one of the other more common dynamic adjustments, uh, dynamic withdrawal strategies is, is making adjustments to inflation and how we handle inflation. And so what I mean by that is, you know, Basically, everything we've talked about so far in last episode and this episode assumes that we're increasing spending by inflation. So if the cost of living goes up, that initial withdrawal amount that we were taking, we're increasing it by inflation. So if you were taking $100,000 a year out of your portfolio and inflation over the past year was 2%, for the following year, you could take $102,000 out of your portfolio. But inflation can have a you know a pretty substantial impact on your success rates depending on you know what type of inflationary period we see throughout your retirement. So you know I mentioned this before I think it might have been on the last episode, but you know, the worst time to retire was not actually before the Great Depression. It was in the late '60s where we were headed into a bear market, so bad stock markets, and also a period of hyperinflation. So the the cost of living was going up so quick that it was really difficult for retirees to adjust. And it was the worst time to retire in the United States anyway. So there's a couple of ways that we can handle that. So I mentioned earlier in this episode that most retirees will not keep their spending up with inflation throughout their retirement. So while they're going to be spending more money, so you'll likely see this, you know, you're spending more money early on in retirement. And, and again, later on, you're not doing as much. So your spending is not, is not increasing, at least not increasing at the level that the cost of living is going up. So one way to, to go about making adjustments with uh, inflation is the, the Guyton inflation adjustment. And so what that says is basically whenever your portfolio has a positive return, the following year, you, you can take your inflation adjustment, right? So anything over zero, basically, as a percentage return in your portfolio. And last year means that this year, if inflation's up by 2%, you increase your, your withdrawals by that 2%. But in years where the portfolio has a negative return, those years we just do a freeze. So, you know, if you were taking $60,000 a year of withdrawals out of your portfolio and last year the portfolio was negative, had a negative return, well, this year we just stick with $60,000 of, uh, of withdrawals. We don't increase by that inflation amount, right? So pretty simple. And then another one is, is uh, you know, we put a cap on inflation. So maybe we do an inflation adjustment every year but maybe we only do a maximum inflation adjustment of 
So, you know, right now, I think the latest numbers I saw on inflation, Canada were 5.7%, the highest since 1991. So in a scenario like that, if we're looking backwards and, and going to make our adjustment for inflation, we might only go to 3% or maybe 2%, whatever rule you put in place. And so these inflation adjustment rules, are they're really powerful adjustments, even though they seem really minor. And actually, for a lot of our clients, we just, uh, you know, we completely forego the, the inflation adjustments and tell clients they're, you know, start to feel like they're not being able to do the things that they want and they wish they had a little more income. But, you know, for most of our clients, they set that initial withdrawal rate. And if they're meeting their goals, if they're, you know, doing the travel they want to do, they're helping out the kids and grandkids the way they want to, we don't really look at making that inflation adjustment upwards. And, and so what I'm talking about by, you know, those small, what seems to be really small type of adjustment. In fact, it's not really adjusting, you know, stepping backwards in your income. It's just a, a bit of a, I guess, decrease in your, your purchasing power. But these are permanent adjustments. So, you know, if we don't increase your portfolio by 2% this year, if inflation was 2% last year, that's a 2% reduction in spending for the rest of your retirement. So it seems like a pretty minor change, but that's permanent and it, permeates throughout your entire retirement. So it has a really positive impact as far as increasing your probability of success, as opposed to, you know, the bigger adjustments where if markets are way down and you can take a big income cut just for a couple of years, and then, and then you start taking that income again, once the portfolios recover, that has a, actually a lot smaller impact on your success rate because it's, you know, it's only like over a two-year or a one-year, maybe a three-year time period before you start taking out what you were taking anyway. So those those uh, inflation adjustments are a really powerful way to not really have you know notice from year to year a big change in, in what you're able to buy with your purchasing power, but again, really help increase the probability of success. That's a pretty good dive into the dynamic spending strategies. So again, we talked about the, the ratcheting strategy, which is you know starting ultra conservative, but knowing when it's okay to, to take up more money if you want to make sure you never have to adjust your income downwards. And we talked about the guardrails, which are telling us when it's okay to, to take more money, but also knowing when, you know, when do we need to course correct and take it a little bit more to make sure we're not, or sorry, take it a little bit less so that we're not running out of money in the long term. And it's allowing us to have that higher initial withdrawal rate. So again, you know, if we're looking at a safe withdrawal percentage of say 4%, if we go by that 4% rule and we implement the, the Geitenklinger guardrails, we're, we're safe to take out a 5% withdrawal. That's a 25% increase in our annual withdrawal. So it, it is a big difference on the amount of income we can generate out of our portfolio with, again, without having to worry about running out of money because we now have a plan in place. We know when to make those course corrections. It's also great for scary times from a behavioral standpoint, because we can do something. We, you know, we have those rules in place. We know when we need to make adjustments. So that's good for most people from a behavioral standpoint, because, you know, we're actually able to take action as opposed to the stress that comes with seeing our portfolio way down and continuing to be told, no, don't do anything. No, we don't do anything because we've built it all in on the original plan, which again, doesn't take into account potentially things that we haven't seen in the past. So it's great for that, from that standpoint. And it, it's really, it's accounting for a lot of the risks we talked about in our retirement risk series. So sequence of return risk, again, it's bad sequence of returns early. So if our portfolio is doing bad early on, we make those adjustments, those course corrections early on to take that into account. 
And then we still have a, a portfolio there to get growth in the later years when markets probably balance out to the, the long-term averages. Takes into account inflation risk because we have these inflation adjustment options. And even if we're not doing the inflation adjustment options, again, we're course correcting when we're hitting the guardrails. And it's also taken into account longevity risk. Because again, we don't know how long we're going to live. We did an entire episode on longevity risk. You know, these safe draw, withdrawal rates are, are generally based off of research on 30-year retirement periods, but we don't know how long we're going to live. And I, I keep saying this, I know I do, but more and more, we're going to see longer retirement periods. The 40, even 50 years is not going to be uncommon. So we want to make sure we're not planning you know, run the, the portfolio down to zero because we don't know how long we're going to need it. So these dynamic spending strategies are going to help keep money in the portfolio for the longer term as well, beyond the 30 years. So that's it for today. Thank you for joining me. This is episode 14 of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you have any questions, you can always visit our website, www.matthewsandassociates.ca. On there, you can click on the, the free assessment or free retirement assessment, assessment. There's a button. And if you click on that, you can actually just schedule a 15-minute intro call with me. And if you have questions on this, you know, go ahead, do that. I'm happy to just answer your questions. You can also email us at info at matthewsandassociates.ca. Very happy to answer any questions around these retirement with withdrawal strategies. It's, it's something we're really passionate about. We spend a lot of time researching helping clients make sure they're not going to run out of money. So it's, it's definitely probably the thing we're most passionate about in here. And if you think that this could help somebody else that you know, definitely feel free to share this episode with them and just email it to them or you know share it on your social media. That'd be great too. And finally, if you want any of the resources I mentioned or the show notes, you could find those on our website, again, matthewsandassociates.ca under the insights tab. So thanks again for joining me on this episode. And uh, next episode will be our final uh, episode in the series of retirement withdrawal strategies. So we're going to talk about some different bucket strategies for retirement income. Have a great day and hope to tune in with you next time. Take care. Investment services are provided through Matthews and Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.